0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: the writers and illustrators of the future. They've been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for the creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. Today we welcome back a good friend of the show, author and playwright Mary D. Brooks. We're going to talk about Beyond the Gates, which is a radio play, and her new book, Enemy at the Gate, which is a novel and an audiobook. Here's Mary. Hi, Mary. Welcome back to the show. Hello. G'day. How are you? I
0: am fighting fit for a Sunday.
1: (laughs) You're fighting fit? Who are you going (laughs) to fight? I'm fighting
0: fit be in the morning for a a Sunday, yes.
1: (laughs) You're not going to fight your kitty. No,
0: no. She will win. <laughs>
1: uh, so would mine. <laughs> Jared,
0: she'll is. She'll sit on my head and back me, but uh, no, fighting fit and rearing to go. That's
1: cool. How's everything in Australia? Yeah. Is it pretty there today?
0: It's wet. It's That's what wet. like
1: here. How can you have yeah. the same weather?
0: <laughs> Actually, we've had a very, very uh, wet summer which is fantastic. Because um, last summer we had all those fires. Yeah. And smoke and and devastation. Then we got into COVID. So we haven't really had a break in in the craziness. But um, yeah, this summer has been uh, quite good in the sense that uh, we haven't had any fires uh, because there's been so much rain. But we've had COVID, so you can't have everything.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, the fires mm. last year, what the devastation it did to the the wildlife and the trees oh. and the vegetation—it's just awful.
0: Yeah, it just—it was just appalling, and the uh, and the smoke, and we started um, wearing masks because it was difficult uh, to breathe and stuff like that. So we were kind of used to this, to ha- wearing masks, uh, and then about a month, I would say about a month after the fires got under control, uh, I think it was around a month, we um, we got um, the COVID epidemic. Um, then our borders closed, which kind of uh, fortress Australia type thing. Um, so, we've been locked uh, out or locked in from going overseas uh, now since March, I would say. February or March, yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's, well, we got shut down, uh, I think next week will be a year.
0: Yeah, it's, um, oh, nobody saw it coming.
1: No. Um, well, the people, the CDC did, you know, the, um, the, um, you know, like who, um, the...
0: Yeah, yeah, I think who, who dragged their feet a little bit, who, uh, didn't call it, uh, an epidemic, um, uh, or a pandemic, um, I think too late, I could be wrong, but late, uh, March.
1: Yeah, I think it's when it um, it reached all over the world. That's when they called it yeah. a pandemic.
0: Yeah, because our government uh, was saying in uh, late February, I think it was, that it was going to be uh, it's going to be a huge uh, thing and and lock down the uh, the borders, uh, and only Australians, uh, Australian citizens and residents could um, uh, could arrive back home. So, huge deal.
1: Well, Tom Selleck was there for like a year because he was within the border. In Australia? Yeah. Uh,
0: Tom Hanks was here as Not well. Not Tom Selleck, um,
1: Tom Hanks, I'm sorry. I meant Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, Tom Hanks.
1: Yeah, and he his and his wife. wife. Uh,
0: they, they got COVID. Yeah. I think they were in Queensland and uh, hospitalized in Queensland.
1: Um,
0: yeah, so.
1: And then they got stuck there. <laughs>
0: And they got stuck there. <laughs> like, welcome to Queensland. Um, infection Central. Uh, Australia's been pretty, uh, I think, because of our borders, that we can we could have closed them, and we did. Uh, we've had about nine hundred, I think, nine hundred and nine deaths overall for the entire year and um, and we've had really good contact tracing and uh, following up and and just really uh, the different health departments in in the states in all the states of Australia have been really top-notch and uh, they've worked really hard to just if there's been a flare-up they were right on top of it. And well, I think the worst has happened in uh, Victoria where they locked down for uh, quite a lot, bit of time and eliminated a lot of the virus there. Uh, I think we've gone about, I could be wrong about this, but I think it's either 45 or 51 days now without a COVID case.
1: Well, that's great.
0: So, Yeah, in the community. We've had uh, COVID cases in quarantine because if you come into Australia, you have to go into a quarantine hotel. So uh, for 14 days, I think. And uh, we've had cases there, but not in the community, which is really good.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't Australia, it was England. Jane Seymour lives in California and she went to England to shoot a movie and she was talking about how she was in 14 days and she goes it's really a nice hotel but it's sort of weird that I can't go out
0: (laughs) yeah well the thing is that um, there's a reason for it and I know most people don't like the idea but you know oh she wasn't complaining
1: no she wasn't complaining she just said it was odd
0: (laughs) yeah well
1: but um, yeah, it's just like suck it up and do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like um, interesting. I have, well, I've been home. <laughs> I haven't tried. I haven't even gone to L.A. <laughs> so. Yeah, don't go
0: anywhere. Yeah, um, that's, uh, that's the secret.
1: Yep. Just me, my and brother, and my cat. That's it. That's all I yep. see.
0: Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Uh, social distance. Um that stuff works and um and yeah. Um and get vaccinated. That's we're gonna eliminate it somehow through vaccination. Yeah somehow, but we will get it uh, eliminated. Like we did with um the flu epidemic in nineteen eighteen. Uh, 1918. uh We do it again, so. But unlike that time, we've got science who's right on the ball this time. So.
1: Yeah, we got the vaccine quick. They they had to wait two years for the vaccine back in
0: 1918. (laughs) I know that uh, like with the Pfizer vaccine with the um, is it the mRNA? Uh, Where they they've really it I it's just so uh not surprising but shocking that they've actually done it so quickly yeah imagine what they could do if everyone put their minds to it to get a cure for cancer like that yeah or uh or aids or all the other uh uh, diseases that we have that they haven't found a cure you just need to be focused," uh, says the person who has no clue what is involved. But uh, it would be a just a superb uh, way to focus everybody's energy. But you need time, you need money,
1: you need urgency,
0: and a whole lot of other stuff, which I I am not aware of. But it it would it would look great. It would be great.
1: Well, there's also uh, two other things. Uh, desperation and Pure Panic.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, that would be good, too.
1: <laughs> That's basically what drove it, I think, was both those things. Yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's like flying by the seat of your pants and just hoping for the best.
1: Yes. I, I actually... That helps. Go ahead.
0: That helps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say...
0: for uh, desperation helps.
1: Oh, yeah. Desperation is a great motivator.
0: <laughs> he achieves miracles.
1: You never know. Uh, yeah. One of the people who was helping here in the states was a retired um, uh, person who was a researcher for the polio vaccine. He uh, He worked on the original polio vaccine and yeah. he actually was in retirement for years and he went back and he's one of the helpers, one of the helpers, one of the people who helped create the Pfizer.
0: I was reading about that, Um, uh, I don't know the gentleman's name, but um...
1: I don't either, but it was an article in the paper I read, it was fascinating.
0: Imagine like the polio vaccine just, was just game changing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think um, the creator of it uh, it, didn't put a patent on it or something like that. Um, Again, I have no uh, extensive knowledge of it, but uh, I was reading an article where he said uh, that he worked so hard on it. And then at the end, he just, he gave it for free.
1: Well, he was also wanting um, everybody to get it and get around politics and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the reasons yeah. he went that route. Because a lot yeah. of kids were dying.
0: Yeah. So, imagine without the polio vaccine what where we, were, we would be. Just nowhere.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And now... Now
0: the uh, the COVID um, vaccines. I'll bring it on. So I'm looking forward to getting mine.
1: I don't know. I I, I'm I hate shots, but yeah, I'm going to get mine too. Yeah. Um,
0: Uh, Australia has. uh, I,
1: I was I just wanted to let the audience know the person who was the person responsible for the polio vaccine was dr jones Salk? Just
0: yes the salt vaccine yes <laughs> i couldn't remember his name um yeah he worked he worked tirelessly and the end result was the kids don't have to be in an iron lung or dead yeah or uh, disfigured in any way
1: um or,
0: or anything else that uh, polio uh,
1: afflicted them with. It's interesting. It's interesting because did you know that an Australian nurse was the person, a uh, Dr. Kin Nurse Kinney, who uh, yes. who helped all those children that did get it, uh, mm-hmm. and it, that was the um, she was ignored by all the male doctors because she was only a nurse and only a woman. And yet, well, of course, she's <laughs> a woman, so of course she would be ignored. But you know that actually helped save uh, people too. Um, one of the people was Alan Alda. Did you know he had polio? And he, his doctor no, went it to a, yeah, his doctor went to a seminar of doc, uh, nurse. I keep calling your doctor. A uh, nurse, Kinney, and he uh, and yeah, Elizabeth
0: uh, Kinney.
1: And, and she in uh, she went around all around the not just the United States but England all around the world to help as many people yep. as she can and he was one of the benefactors he had it he, he was in he was at home he he was homeschooled he hated that for over a year well i wasn't
0: aware that ellen had uh
1: had yeah i read his i read his memoir <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one of them, <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm a big fan of his and yeah, I was reading yeah. it. And I was like, he was, He did you know that he grew up in in the same neighborhood as Carol Burnett?
0: No.
1: In Hollywood? Yeah. She was one of the kids who were playing out on the street when he was stuck at home. <laughs>
0: I bet that would have been, a, that would have been great. Now, that, that was a genius at comedy.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it. and then they later on, they did that. I don't know if you ever saw it. They did a, a TV play. I can't remember the name of it. But it was so good, and I had no idea that they knew each other. That was before they ever did uh, Four Seasons or any of the uh, stuff they did later together. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he did guest on the Carol Burnett show because Nash was really hot. But I had no idea that they had a friendship that lasted years before. <laughs> you no,
0: know, I, I wasn't aware of that at all. It's interesting,
1: isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Yeah,
0: but it's but very different. Different uh, performance.
1: Yeah, but there is there. It's always interesting. Like Carol's other really good friend, that's very different from her is Julie Andrews. That's one of her best friends. Like night and that's day. Yeah.
0: Well, wow. stuff you learn.
1: Yeah. Well, I read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually knew about Carol Burnett and Julie Andrews because I had seen their specials together, Carol and Julie, the the TV shows, um, the ones they did when I was a kid, and also I saw on YouTube the ones that they did before I was really born. Um, <laughs> but um, before you were born? Before I was or born? No, it was before. It was in the fifties. It was before I was born. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was before I was born. Uh, the first one was before I was born, and then the second one was I was a baby, and the third one was when I was an adult, a woman.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: They seem to do, well, now they, they really can't because Julie can't sing anymore because of the operation.
0: It was a throat issue, didn't she have? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she can She um, says she can sing, but only in the lower register, which is really sad, considering true. what range that woman had.
0: Yeah, but on the plus side, she's still alive. Oh yeah,
1: very much. And
0: yeah, so she's
1: acting, and she's writing books, and hmm. she's totally. That's how I find things out. <laughs> I, I read their books. Yes.
0: That's good. Reading is
1: good. Reading is fundamental.
0: Yes.
1: It says two authors. I doubt the younger people even know what the joke is there, but there used to be a thing, a um, commercial in the States. I don't know if it was in Australia, but they used to have a thing about like kids cartoon time and reading is fundamental
0: <laughs> no I don't, I don't recall that um, it was a doggy
1: it, it was what? it was a doggy a cartoon of a doggy and he had like it was supposed to be like Sherlock Holmes and he had like the hat the Deerstalker hat and the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> I have a
0: vague memory of that
1: yeah, they okay. actually had, like, a read-a-book thing, and that was worldwide, read-a-book thing, and you'd like, um, for kids in school. Okay.
0: Yeah, like you read it. A, a how many books you can read in a month.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, was, yeah. I think it was, like, fifth or sixth grade that it started for me. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But I remember that, yes. Yeah,
1: but that's that's where that came from. Yes yeah. <laughs> it's where the memory works, but yeah, that came right into my head. um I can even see the picture of the puppy with the deer stalker cap and the pipe um, Yes, I remember that
0: yeah, yeah I blame I blame that idea on me uh, uh borrowing fifty books out of the library and not returning them <gasps> when the extra. <the> <laughs> Yeah, uh, (laughs) 50 books Uh, The library sent a
1: uh, A letter to your mom
0: (laughs) Can you Can you please get your daughter To return the 50 books Mm, I thought he was He was okay You know 50 books out of the library
1: Um, So did you get through any of them
0: Oh yeah (laughs) absolutely I was a bookworm I still am me too uh, yeah I think that's where the idea came from that I would read so many books in a month unfortunately I lost track of how many books I had read and how many books I had borrowed from the library
1: I'm sure the library could have uh, told you the library could have told you
0: (laughs) yeah well the library the library um kind of didn't lose track um but i blame the librarian because um uh, she didn't say oh no mary you can't take this out because you've already got another 49 so uh yeah i blame her
1: i wouldn't have to blame for that (laughs) Oh my God, that's funny. I mean, when I was a kid, we used to go to the library all the time. It, we, it was always fun because we would go like on Saturday and my um, parents would go to the adult section and we were allowed to take, I think we were allowed, allowed to take about five books, not 50, um, <laughs> in the kids' section. I think
0: section. that was from our my library too, but you know, I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> I blame the librarian. That's all I can say in my defense. It was her fault. (laughs) Uh,
1: And then on top of that though, there was a couple of things I remember. One of the things was we had a bookmobile that came around our neighborhood that you could borrow books. So you'd have the five from the library. You can borrow up to I think was three or four from the bookmobile. And then the school, every our school every year would have like a book fair and I would get every book that had to do with a Disney movie.
0: See, that's how 50 adds, adds up. You know? Yeah, but those were bought. Easy to do.
1: Those were bought. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's been like, it's very easy to do. Five in one go, another five in another go. Then you've read them and you forget about them and then you go back and... That's how it
1: happens. Yeah. But I didn't didn't add up to 50. (laughs) I'm reformed now. You're reformed thief. Yes, I'm a reformed (laughs) booksy. I only get 10. You won't So,
0: I'm a reformed booksy.
1: Oh. Oh. God. I was just actually talking to someone. Kindle's really good, and I... I use it a lot for my interviews and stuff. But I love books. I like to hold a book. I like the smell of a book. I just like the feel of a book. I love books. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there's nothing like it. Sitting in a comfy chair and just reading.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I love Kindle books. Um, But having a physical book in your hand is so much different.
1: It is. It's like a, it's an experience. It's very intimate to have a book.
0: Yes. Yes. Or going into a library and not uh,
1: stealing them. Yeah. Uh, Don't listen to her. Do not steal 50 (laughs) books from your local, whatever kind of library you have. Don't do that. It's it's borrowing
0: (laughs) and forgetting to bring them back. i'm not sure how much my parents uh uh, paid for that overdue book, but anyway um,
1: (laughs) yeah that was going to be one of my questions
0: (laughs) i can't can't remember but as a wild child um, (laughs) i think that was the that was that was me as a teenager um yes so reading books was uh one of my passions
1: Mm. I love them. Because you're... This is why it's so important for young people to not see it as a punishment. It is an escape.
0: What? Reading
1: a book? Reading a book. Some kids look at it as a punishment or a chore, like taking out the trash or something. And, and oh. you have to show them that books are fun. They're escape. They help you evolve. They that you take to places you can never actually go in real life or helps you to be something you're never going to be in real life. That's what the oh, magic yes. of we books should. are.
0: It's uh, books never go out of style. Yes. But there you go, kids. Books are important. Read. Yes. Well, <laughs> read. And don't borrow 50 books.
1: No, that's um, a good lesson. Don't do what Mary did.
0: Yes. <laughs> no. I follow my steps, <laughs> so they're like, I, I lost track. That's my. It's not my fault. Okay. I was I was I was a young kid. It's not my fault.
1: Okay. Um. Okay. We're we're going to change the subject away from her misspent youth. Um,
0: <laughs> yes. Please, please. Yes, please
1: do. Um, talking about books. What new ones do you have coming out that you're working on or that are new? Oh,
0: what am I working on? I am working on Fear No Evil, uh, which is uh, book 7 in the Intertwined Soul series. Uh, I'm working on that. Okay. And uh, we actually find out the truth of uh, Eva's gifts. It's very interesting um, yes um, and uh, I'm also working on a prequel to called uh, Eva's War uh, which is um, which goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, with Enemy at the Gate which is Zoe's uh, backstory so uh, Eva's War takes place in uh, World War II France I haven't written anything uh, regarding France in the war, but I've been doing a lot of research and uh, a friend of mine um, uh, has written extensively about World War II in France, so I'm, I'm doing research by reading her books. Uh, the only problem I have by doing that is that I forget that I'm doing research. So, <laughs> I do that too. He's <laughs> getting involved with the reading. <laughs> yes, it's so like, oh damn! Now I have to go back. Um, what was that again? Uh, and uh, I forget that I'm actually supposed to be doing research, and I'm and I read instead. So uh, I go back, um, but uh, she has a um, uh, an extensive series on it, and and i'm reading other books as well uh just to get the um the feel of the times because i know a lot about world war ii in greece but not a lot about uh world war ii in france so uh research 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 um and in the middle of all that research uh reading 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 and then back to research but uh yeah, so I'm writing those and um back in book 3 no which book 3 um Hidden Truths in the Intertwined Soul series. Uh I introduced two new characters which have a huge a huge impact on on my main characters and that was uh Dr. Stella Nikas Lambros and um, Tessa Mitsos and um, I didn't think a lot of uh, at the time that uh, uh, I would do anything with them other than be, them being secondary characters uh, until the idea came to mind
1: to create
0: a series for them and what was really it's now that we're living in COVID times it's taken on a whole new meaning
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: also given me an idea of how difficult it would be to to walk around and to live in a uh, when while an epidemic is raging. Um, Stella and Tessa were uh, met in 1917 and as we know the flu epidemic had just started and um, it would be raging through to 1918 and I think through to 1920
1: so um, actually well, I think it went all the way, well in different parts of the world, it went, I think it went all the way until like early 20s, 20, like 22, 23 yes. in different Depending parts away. of the world, yeah where it came, you know, when people carried it
0: yeah. So, um, I wrote them in that time period, about two paragraphs worth in that book in 2015. Uh, and little did I know that in 2020, we would be living in a, in a, in uh, an epidemic. So, uh, I decided, uh, this year that, uh, I think it's time we, we got to know them really better. And um Beyond These Gates was born. Um, and I thought, you know what? Um, let's make it into a radio play. And uh and you have it.
1: And within we are gonna ta-da. Ta-da. So we're going to be doing it.
0: Oh. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to everyone uh, coming together for that. So, uh, but it's as I said, it gave me a new um, a perspective in the times that they were living in to what we're going through today. Obviously, a hundred year difference, uh, but um, it would the same the same. And anxiety, and even more so, um, with everybody dying around you, uh, would, would make
1: for a great story. And isolation, Especially, and the isolation was real isolation. There was no way of communicating. Yes. Yeah. N- not everybody had a telephone, even. I mean, yeah. telephones were and around, and but only for the rich. Yeah.
0: So we're, we're getting into an area where, A, we're familiar with, that we're experiencing this, but without the benefit of uh, uh, of Zoom and uh, emails and all that sort of thing.
1: Or. Even so, uh, or
0: it's quite a, a fascinating uh, study.
1: They, so I think, and the other thing is, the only entertainment they had was the radio. And books and readings and newspapers. But that's really all they have.
0: Yeah. So, um, and added, added to their external uh, issues in the society, they have their own uh, uh, issues to deal with as well. So, it's, it's a fascinating psychological look at uh, how they dealt with both their issues and and the world around them. I'm 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 excited by
1: it. Yeah, I, I love And that. I'm
0: I excited to hear the uh, the cast that bring this to life.
1: Still being worked on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what
1: was that? I'm still working on casting, Just starting.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh you know, whoever is cast will do an excellent job. Because uh you have a terrific uh, cast.
1: Thank, Thank you. Yeah. So we have a lot of good people.
0: Yeah. Very talented people. Oh, so did, uh, you,
1: did you hear Am Sleep, my uh, last pl- first play of the season?
0: I didn't. Oh.
1: Which okay. one? It's called Am Sleep. It's about, um, it, it's, it's my version of Love Letters, except it's... Nineteen, seventeen, and Jewish. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. I have. Yeah, That was very touching.
1: Thank you. You you enjoyed it? I'm I so glad. I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it
0: the the letters are very um quite moving.
1: Some are our actual letters. Some are just based on stories my my grandparents told yeah. me.
0: Um, the idea that you can read uh, letters from uh we're talking about real letters real letters 100 years later,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is there's something quite um what's the word I want um magical touching mm-hmm. and that your words can be spoken a hundred years uh,
1: down the track, long after you're gone. I think um, that's one of the reasons it's I, yes. I... think that's one of the reasons I did it, was because we have a generation of uh, Twitter and email and nothing you can hold, nothing you can really keep. I mean, unless you print every romantic letter uh, email or... I mean, I can't see uh, keeping the text that the kids use today to, uh, hey man, you want to meet up at the jazz club or whatever?
0: <laughs> There's jazz. How many kids do you know that go to jazz clubs? I,
1: I couldn't think of what they called the I music. Mean, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of stuff in the 1920s that just popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> The hip hop, the <laughs> raves, the whatever. Yeah, I think maybe now. Yeah, I know. I actually feel very sorry for the kids right now, especially, you know, no, uh, no dances, no first dates, That's no parties, no graduation. Yeah.
0: Well, they'll survive. Yeah, I know. Um, the thing is, okay, you have a graduation. Fine, I know you're going to miss it. But what's more important?
1: Oh, well, their health is you're more living
0: important. Your next birthday, or or spending uh, half a day doing something like that, oh, and I, end up dead.
1: I know that, Mary. I'm just saying. I just I feel sorry for them but, missing it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, well, they'll get over it. They're young. That's true. They can have regrets. But no, it, no uh-huh.
1: what I was saying about it is that there was there was a beauty to a writing a letter. That yes, we sort of Unless lost.
0: I couldn't read your writing back.
1: Okay, that is one of my issues, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess calligraphy is great, yeah. as long as I can read it.
1: My, um. Yeah. I have some really nice letters from boyfriends, so...
0: <laughs> How often do you read them, Sherry? Uh,
1: never. <laughs> why do you have them? I keep them because I'm a sentimental <laughs> slob. That's why I keep them.
0: <laughs> you can't be bothered tossing them?
1: Yeah. No, it's not I can't be bothered. It's just that I can't bring myself to.
0: Yes. I think... You're right. Letters, um, handwritten letters are more special than, uh, than, say, typewritten notes. There's something unique to them. There's something, that person's character is in their writing. Yeah.
1: And it's personal.
0: And it's personal. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, I love it.
1: I just—I've put it
0: type because my writing is atrocious, and I can't read it back.
1: But you know, it's weird. I, I have error. Um, I learn. I learned when I was writing letters. Um, I have a horrible handwriting. When I actually am writing longhand for a story idea or something, it's only I could read it. Which is kind of great when I was working and doing it. I was a customer service rep and in between calls I'd be writing my stories <laughs> and nobody ever knew what I was doing because nobody could read my writing.
0: It's more <laughs> well, like um, Anne Lister's diaries where she uh, writes in code. Like nobody could read it yeah, unless they uh, could decipher what it says.
1: But mine's not in code. Well, like, <laughs> Mine's English. No, I know it's you. Because <laughs> you can't read back. But mine's uh,
0: full of uh, missing uh, letters because I'm writing uh, so fast. And,
1: oh yeah. Yeah. Well, mine's squiggles. I mean, like uh, certain words. Uh, instead of like letters, there would be like a little squiggly line. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, Oh. Greg shorthand! <laughs> Great shorthand! Wonderful!
1: Now read it back. But I can. Um, Nobody else can, but I can. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I used a lot that, that, that used to keep me out of trouble. Um, what's that? Oh, just my notes. Oh, okay. And they were! It was an honest answer. They are my notes. They just weren't for my customers.
0: <laughs> yes. As long as you can read it back, that's great. Writing a note to yourself and not being able to read it back is an issue.
1: Do you want to hear something really funny? My father also had horrible handwriting, and sometimes he couldn't read it, but I could read his handwriting, and he couldn't read mine. So it's a record. He he would like write something. I have no idea what this is, and, and and I and I need it, and I pull it from him, and I look and I tell him exactly what it was. But if he had pulled my thing, he couldn't read a damn thing. <laughs> my notebook. <laughs> I have this weird way that I can read other people. Bad handwriting, I can do. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's a skill uh, that uh, may be required if we lose all computers.
1: <laughs> uh, that's a, uh, hey, one really bad, one really bad sun flare, <laughs> you never know. Yes, we, that, that's all we
0: need. Hush now. Uh, solar
1: flare. Yeah.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah, or, or, or a solar wind that gets through our um, our protection, which people take for granted. <laughs> oh gee,
0: isn't this isn't, isn't this interview so light and airy? <laughs> we got pandemics, we got feverish books, and all sorts of things. Uh, and now a wind.
1: Well, I you brought up the. Uh, that uh, w- if we lost the computer, I just gave you ways that could happen.
0: <laughs> yes, we shouldn't <laughs> say things like this. because it may come <laughs> You never know what you put out in the universe. You
1: know. I know. I was um, I was watching. A, uh, I am into a series, um, and I haven't seen the episode yet. But one of the girls from Frankie Drake Mysteries wrote about the uh, Spanish flu. And she came up with the idea. It was like in the last season of Frankie Drake Mysteries, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard them talking about it. And she came up with the idea in um, like two years ago, just before we, any of this was thought of, you know, in 2019. And, yeah. and 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 everybody, oh my God, how amazing that you came up with this custom. because, look, well, actually, I just was reading about the Spanish flu. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> I think I have a feeling that a lot more um, books will be written with storylines based on uh,
1: 1918,
0: mm-hmm. because. The author is living through their own version of it, especially historical fiction authors. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to see more of it.
1: Um, it was so devastating back then. It was even it, more devastating. I mean, we're going through hell right now. But just think about this: World War One, Britain and Australia and New Zealand lost so many people from World War One, yes. and then on top of that the Spanish flu. Yeah, it, it just, no wonder they went crazy in the 20s. <laughs> they were a little nuts. Uh-huh, it, which is why it's fun for us to watch <laughs> and read.
0: <laughs> yes, true. Um, I think they, I think uh, by the time we're through with COVID, I think we're going to go a little nuts as well.
1: Yeah. We have already. Maybe we will have a twenty it's just a little late.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh I think uh I'm an introvert and I even wanna go out and uh mingle at this point.
1: I think every yeah. <laughs> Everybody does. Everybody wants to get out. <laughs> but I'm not but, but <laughs> no. look but we're going But we're gonna be careful. We're not gonna go crazy.
0: Yeah. I am not so sure. Well, I'm talking about what the rest you
1: of to do. I'm talking about you and I.
0: Okay, you and I. Uh, yes. We're gonna be extra careful but uh, uh I think the world needs par- I think needs a really spouse. A party? They really do. <laughs> and they need a party. <laughs> yeah. Once uh, once all this Death and misery and and everything else that associated with this time ends and there's going to be an end. Um, I think we need a huge release valve. So, yeah.
1: Because if you look at the classics that are like they they've remade a thousand times in movies, like The Great Gatsby. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There's this underlining sadness from World War One and the Spanish Flu. That just yes. right there in every sentence, practically.
0: Well, didn't twenty million die during the Spanish flu?
1: Yeah, on top of how many people yeah. died during World War One?
0: Entire generations of people
1: just
0: removed from this earth.
1: Right. I mean, we yeah. lost so many young men, uh, and that's all of the people who participated in World War One. And then, on top of that, women and children and older people, as well as more men, died from Spanish Flu. I mean, just yeah. think about... There could have been somebody who had a cure for cancer, or uh, a great artist. We, we don't know who we lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, I. I don't look at the uh, world figures anymore. About uh, those that have lost, we have lost. Uh, it depresses me no end.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, I
0: know. I know. In the US, uh, you guys have what five hundred twenty thousand.
1: Yeah. And, and um, it's it's actually flatlining in several places, but yeah, it's still climbing.
0: Yeah. And the thing is that I used to look at all the figures. Because, you know, um, looking at the figures, you have the knowledge, and knowledge is power. At least you know what's going on. But after a while, it, it got so so bad, I decided, no, I'm not watching any network TV uh, news. And uh, I just can't. It's just bad news after bad news after bad news. And uh, it's getting, it getting quite depressing, so...
1: Yeah, I stopped actually um, watching instead
0: it. Instead of that, I write a, uh, a 1918 uh, uh, fiction story based on uh, the uh, on the epidemic instead. Which <laughs> I still can't why I did that. But because
1: it's a, it's a reaction, Mary.
0: It's a reaction, yes.
1: I mean... It's sort of like... I think one of the reasons I reached out and I've been writing the radio plays about my great grandparents and my grandparents and my great aunt was because I'm just reaching back to the family. I just, you, you need that grounding. You need to remember... Like rich. roots. Yeah. And also, you got to remember that we're all, in, in our country, we're all immigrants. Even the Native Americans are immigrants. We're all Native Americans were here first, and don't let's not go there. But we're all immigrants. We haven't developed to the point where we understand that this is one planet socially. Yes. Well,
0: the thing is that just because I have brown eyes and you have say blue eyes.
1: Which is correct. I do I have know. blue eyes. <laughs>
0: have, you got, have you got blue eyes? I <laughs> do. I remember. Um, it doesn't make me inferior or
1: superior. Of course not. It,
0: it just makes me human. And whether my skin is white or black or any other shade, it really doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: See, I don't care if people are purple. I really don't. I have an issue with purple people. I have no issues with purple people. <laughs> no, Why I
0: just, are they skin purple? Huh? Why I, is their skin purple? Would it be too much sun? I
1: I was joking, Mary.
0: <laughs> oh, is that a joke?
1: Okay. So we
0: went to laugh. <laughs>
1: As far as I know, on our planet, we do not have purple people. That's why I threw that out there. I
0: just, I base, I base my,
1: I base my friendships on people, their personality, how nice they are, stuff like that. I don't care about anything else.
0: The problem is too much height.
1: Yeah. Too much height. So, we need to, like, so our our message is learn to love each other and learn to get along. Even purple people. Yes, we have to love the purple people. Reach <laughs> your hands out to the purple people. <laughs> Hug a purple person today. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not sure
0: why that's so funny uh, so early this morning, but it is. Uh, I'm
1: just being silly.
0: You're a comedian.
1: I am. Uh, well, yes. not really, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. You missed it. <laughs> so, um, we, we went over pretty much everything. I just want you to give your website. And, um, oh, um, there's one, one more link? thing. Yes. There's, there's your new, um new page on your website that you wanted to talk about
0: yes before that um one of uh, your um, superb cast members ariel Strauss mm-hmm. uh did video for enemy at the gate of my prequel to the intertwined soul series she is magnificent absolutely magnificent she becomes zoe And uh, here's a tip for everyone. Enemy at the Gate, by Mary D Brooks, that's me, (laughs) Uh, narrated by Ariel Strauss Breland, uh, and produced by uh, XV Podcasters, in conjunction with Aussie Publishing, that's a mouthful, Uh, is out now, do yourselves a favor Go and get it because it is an astonishing piece of work. It's a it's an audio book in the vein of uh, a theatrical um, presentation, and it is just stunning. It truly is. Uh, Ariel has done such a superb job. I absolutely love it. And um, what else? Uh, oh yes for the Xena fans, Um, there's uh, an old, well, I shouldn't call it old, a legendary website called Lunacy's Reviews, which was, uh, it's legendary because it allowed uh, uh, storytellers to uh, have their books reviewed, or not their books, their stories reviewed, and gave them confidence and also gave them exposure and uh, feedback from other from fan, other fans, and it was it was legendary, absolutely legendary. And um, and then it disappeared, and um, I was having none of that because you know uh, we've lost uh, so many uh, websites over the years over the last twenty five years, so. I contacted Maribel, who is Lunacy, and I said, um, let's resurrect this. Uh, I'll give you service base and all of that. And he went uh, back up yesterday, and uh, it's called com. Go and see it. Yes, it looks old, but that's the charm of it, because <laughs> it was from the 1980s. No it's not, 1990s I should say. And uh, there is a wealth of uh, stories that you can read. Um, and most of, uh, a lot of those uh, storytellers or bands, um, uh went on to write their own uh, original fiction and got published. So fanfic is a great way uh, to uh, hone your skills and and uh, become better acquainted with the craft. And uh, if you look down on fanfic, then uh, I'm sorry, but you're missing out.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, yes. And in the newer version, and not quite the same, is Jay Zena fanfic list, which also. Has a site which I'm working on right now, Uh, and Jay uh, Tuma wrote, um, produced that, which is a huge list of uh, fanfic, Zena fanfic stories, uh, and pairings, and and all that sort of thing. It's just brilliant. It's a lot of work, and it's her baby, and um, a site is coming soon for that, and I'm really proud of the fact that uh, OSIP is hosting both these sites and uh, and I just love the idea that it could it could be archived in such a fashion and not disappear from uh, from um, online and recently uh, Jay uh, got the idea for the website because Australia and Facebook were having a Bit of a stash, and uh, it prevented Australians from uh, posting news, and so, which goes to uh, the idea that at any moment uh, a social media account could disappear. Uh, anyone remember MySpace?
1: Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, and uh, and unless you have your own site, you can't guaranteed that your work will be still online. So uh, here's my tip for everyone who who probably hasn't asked for it, but I'm gonna give it to you. Um, Get your own site, get your own space, make it your own, and post on uh, social media or elsewhere, but your main base should be your own site. Because if you don't, they can and they will uh, pull your content off. And then you will lose all your work. So if you don't know how, it's dead so simple now with WordPress and other means that they can create a site for you. So that's my two cents.
1: Uh, Mary, we're running out of time. Why don't you give do your website?
0: Um, nextchapter.net is my website, uh, my author site, uh, ozip.com is my um, my Xena uh, uh, monolith site, um, and uh, I've got social media accounts up the wazoo, so too many to list.
1: Are your social media sites on your website?
0: Yes, Yes. Uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, either Ausip or Ausip Mary D or um, uh, or Ausip Publish.
1: And spell that out so they know what that is, because it's hard to...
0: Ausip, yes, A-U-S-X-I-P dot com is uh, my website, uh... For everything related to fandom, uh, next chapter dot is related to my fiction work, um, and my Facebook is uh, Ozzyp as well, uh, and Ozzy Barry D is my personal one, and uh, my Instagram is uh, Instagram Ozzyp and Ozzy Mary D and Ozzy Publish. Perfect. And a few other, but, things I have going on, but those are the main ones.
1: Okay. Um, I want to thank you for getting up early and taking the time to do the show. <laughs> and,
0: and, and telling the world that I just, uh, that I stole 50 books. Yeah. No, sorry. I didn't steal them. 50 borrowed.
1: They were borrowed. They were borrowed from the public uh, library and returned.
0: <laughs> they were, I think... Yes, they were
1: returned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who knew I was a thief? Yes, uh, they returned. Thanks.
1: Oh, those was ages ago. Oh, yes. All right. Thank you, Thanks Mary. for having me. and